Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Once again, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, in the beautiful, newly renovated, newly opened, reopened, Gregor Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy in the beautiful area of Brooklyn Bridge Park in Brooklyn, right here on the waterfront. We're looking out at the harbor, the ferries passing by, arguably, uh, definitely the nicest academy <laughs> I've ever <laughs> been in, uh, but definitely the best view from an academy I've ever seen. Yes, so that's for sure. It's, it's really lovely. Before we kick it off today, the message of the week, this comes from Grandmaster Helio Gracie. He said, Jiu-Jitsu is like a philosophy. It helps me learn how to face life. And we're going to talk about some of, uh, some of the challenges that have come across, uh, especially for the Jiu-Jitsu community over the last year and a half. Uh, Gregor here is uh, no stranger to uh, battles and adversity and, and tough, uh, tough opponents. Um, before we get started, uh, I've, I've wanted to do this so for so long. Do you mind? Would it be inappropriate if I did like a proper Bernardo Faria BJJ fanatics? No, not at all. What's up, guys? So glad, such an honor for me today to have <laughs> Gregor Gracie here. Thank you so much for coming on. I wanted to do that forever. Thank you. Just had to, now we can continue. I had to get that out of my system. I was a little nervous. I didn't know. If, what if you said no? No, I'd be no. like, shit, all right. I think it's funny. Bernardo's an amazing guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's awesome. And, and like those videos are so great because like, he, he's so happy, just like all the time. And yes, then he just, yes. He just gets the shit beat out of him. No, it's, not, like, it's not only for the videos. He's always like that. Yeah. You know? Every time you see him, he's a amazing, good mood. He's an incredible poor guy. Uh, he just became a father. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, married with my cousin. Eh? So right. It's amazing right. For, for them. Yeah, it's awesome. And we'll talk about that in a little while. You got you got one on the way, too. Yes, yes. Which is uh, so, a, a, probably, you think the last year and a half was tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's great. So uh, let's start off by talking about you know your your first academy, which was just a couple doors down, right? It was yes, or was it was it part of this this? No, it was uh, two two stores down mm-hmm. uh, that way uh, towards the corner. Uh, it was a, a lot smaller. Uh, we opened in September of two thousand eighteen. Okay. So uh, we had that running for like two years and a half, basically before it closed down. Uh, it was a great experience. It was my first time, pretty much running my own gym. Uh, I lo- learned a lot, a lot from it. Uh, it was great. It was great to have step into the neighborhood, meet all the new students, and so on. And like I said, it was an amazing learning experience. And now we've upgraded a little bit. A <laughs> little, little bit, a little bit. So what, I mean, what made you choose, like, this area? Because it's, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. And, and the waterfront here um, is pretty new construction anyways. I mean, I, I think about 10 years ago, none of this was here. It was all, you know, it was all uh, abandoned docks and stuff like that. And so they really rebuilt this. But, you know, you're, you're kind of secluded in a way, you know, if you just step, like, you know, 30 yards that way, there's no more no more apartments yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no more people um what what was it that attracted you to this to this area in terms of opening an academy so uh when i started looking it actually took me a really long time to find a, a space it, uh, we were looking for like almost uh eight months before we found this yeah. in, uh, this place so uh actually initially i started looking uh, park slope okay that's where i wanted yeah. to open in initially good neighbor uh but I, there was 
it was really hard to find a space, yeah. especially for a jiu-jitsu gym. Uh, we found some spaces, but it was a lot of corners, a lot of columns. Uh, was either one or the other, or was it like maybe it was too big or too small. It was or too so expensive. Yes, <laughs> or some like you just had to make like a, a huge construction. Uh, so it, it wasn't on the, the right time to yeah. open the air. And uh, our broker at the time, she started uh, telling us about different areas. So we started actually looking all over Brooklyn. And uh, finally, she, she showed me this, uh, this place. We, we walked in. When I saw the view, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> that was like what really caught my eye was the view. Yeah. And then I started researching a little bit more about the neighborhood. I saw it was a, a really nice neighborhood. Uh, so I thought it was a good time, a good place to open, and we kicked it off. Nice. So you had a, about a year and a half before everything shut down. Yes. In your, in, in yeah. The, yeah the two years and a little bit more. What, yeah. what, what month did you say? September 18. Okay, gotcha. So long enough to get established a little bit uh, and develop a student body, but uh, that's rather short lifespan for a business. Um, what was what was going through your head when they first, like March 13th, 2020, when they were like, things are not looking good. We're going to have to start shutting things down. What was like your initial response? Well, uh, initially, I actually, I thought, okay, they're going to close for two weeks and right. everything's going to be back and running. Uh, it's not that bad. I need a vacation anyway. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't too worried in the beginning. And then as it kept delaying, you know, the... Uh, the process, the lockdown, everything. I'm like, okay, this is getting serious. Uh, but I think that's one good thing about jiu-jitsu. Uh, jiu-jitsu is a big, I think it kind of mimics life a lot of times. And uh, one of the beauties about jiu-jitsu, it teaches us to stay calm under pressure. You know, And I, I just thought about the best solution that we could uh, we could have. I talked to my landlord. He was actually uh, very understanding. Nice. Uh, so that helped us a lot, and uh, we 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 shut down and, and just waiting for the right time. So when the right co- time comes, I'll, I'll reopen and uh, keep going forward. And uh, the, they had they used to have a kids place on this. Uh, it was a kids program. It's called uh, Everyday Athlete, and uh, they shut down their location. They used to have three locations, I believe, in Brooklyn, and they shut down all of them. I think they. They had a far fight with the partners or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, so the guy ended up. The, my landlord ended up offering me this place, and uh, he made a really good deal. So I said, "Why not?" You nice. know? So I think sometimes uh, bad things come, and some good things can come out of those bad things. You know, if you if you stay calm and wait for the right opportunity to <laughs> to strike, it's yeah. good things can happen. Yeah, I want to come back to that, like the, the transition from there to, to here in a little bit. But going back to what you were talking about, you beautifully like, uh, you know, segued into the, the jujitsu mentality. And that's why I chose that quote from Helio, uh, because that, you know, that became my understanding of jujitsu. Like it, it, it always turned into like a three pronged approach for me where I was initially attracted to it for the fitness. I was like, I want to be nice and strong. And then you you know, you learn the self-defense aspects, and it's like, okay, this is good for me too. But the thing that most people don't see, and I didn't, uh, was the mental fortitude that you get from it. Um, I've heard many people say 
jujitsu is actually 80% mental, 20% physical. And when you, you know, you look at it, it doesn't look that way, right? You see guys rolling around and everybody's sweating, but it's really a, a thinking man's martial art. And uh, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more, especially like you grew up like <laughs> Gracie family, jujitsu day one. Um, just the, 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 the mental toughness you get. I mean, you, you really described it like the way I think of jujitsu. Like jujitsu was, you know, really formed by smaller guys dealing with bigger opponents, and you, you have to wait for those opportunities, right? Because sometimes that guy, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, you're bigger than me. I, I'm a little guy. I get on the bottom a lot. <laughs> yeah. every, every time Mark Moreno looks at me, someone's on my back. <laughs> he just looks at me, and I'm like, yeah, well, here we are again. I get out. I escape a lot. but That's um, good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Step number one. But, um, you know, the, the idea of being patient and looking for an opportunity and how, like, you could be in a really bad position, but if they're not paying attention, you could turn their dominant position into a really, really amazing position for you. Um, so what are, what are some of the other things that, that just from growing up in jiu-jitsu and it being such a part of your life helped you, helped you get through? Just for people that are listening that are like, maybe they, they thought about jiu-jitsu, maybe they're in business as well, and they're, you know, they're like, man, this has been really tough for me. I don't know where to go. What are, what are just some of the core values in, in your mind that, that you think jiu-jitsu could offer somebody um, that doesn't train? I believe uh, jiu-jitsu can offer so many different things according to uh, uh, each, each person differently, you know. Uh, for a kid, it's going to offer him a lot of uh, confidence, you know, for him to uh, just walk around. And uh, I had so many kids that came in here, they could, you know, barely look at you while they're speaking and towards the end they're shaking hands, they're looking into the eye, they're like, they, they completely change. So I think you can, depending of the, the, each person can offer you a different thing. And, uh, but most important is just dealing with uh, troubles because that's basically what jiu-jitsu is. As we're training, I'm trying to do a move on you and you're trying to do a move on me and that's causing me a problem and I'm trying to cause a problem for you. <laughs> and that's what life is, is the dealing with problems and solving them on the best way as possible. It's not just uh, trying to run through your problems or run away from it. Here in jiu-jitsu, we have to deal with those. And not only deal but deal uh, looking for the best solution for it so uh i think that that's one of the things that helps a lot with uh, life and jiu-jitsu plus all my students you know they tell me the same the same thing it's it's one of the best therapies that we can get absolutely Uh, i always joke my 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 students doesn't matter how what big of a problem you have when you're here on the mats and somebody's on top of you trying to choke you, <laughs> you're forgetting about everything else and you're focused on that. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a very good for the mental health. You know, a lot of times you go out for exercise in the gym or a light jog. And if you have that problem, you're going to be constantly thinking about that problem. Right. Once you're on the mat, you're, you're 100% focused on the mat. You know, you're not carrying your cell phone. You're not getting message alerts. You're just uh, here for one hour, just focus on what you're doing. And I think that's uh, it's very good for your health. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And I would have never made it through. Like, I have, you know, restaurants and, and other businesses, and we never would have survived this if I hadn't daily had that practice i would have burned them down well before the pandemic (laughs) but then once the pandemic set in it was certainly like the fuel for me i just knew you know it it wasn't even a question the same you know like i thought it was going to be like a a couple weeks you know i always tell people like if someone would have told me on march 10th 
your restaurant's going to be takeout only for three months. Then for three months after that, you can only seat outside. And then for the next year, we don't know what's going to happen. If someone asked me how long I, I thought we would survive, I'd say two weeks. That's it. And, but I didn't. Nobody knew. And yeah. I just kept every day getting up and facing those problems. You know, like there was no backing down. I had families relying on me. You know, they would be put out on the street and everything. And, uh, and, and I just relied on those martial arts messages, you know, and kept training, too. Uh, which helped because you needed you needed that therapy right yeah. at that time. It was crazy, and and like we pulled through remarkably, and and not dissimilar from yourself. We're we're in a much better position now, and I think like eighty percent of that is because of jujitsu. It's been really great. So. Yes, yeah, uh, I believe uh, a lot of life. It's uh, how you deal with it. Uh, we all have problems, you know, and there's. You can make the problem a really big deal, or you can, okay, I have this problem, let's see how I'm going to solve it. And uh, a lot of times, it's how you deal with things, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. So, uh, and I think martial arts itself, that helps a lot. And uh, I think this year was a terrible year that passed. Uh, it caused a lot of problems, especially for a lot of kids without uh, having to go to school yeah. and uh, so I, I believe now more than any time before, this is the most important time for kids to uh, jump on the martial arts. Not kids, but every, everybody, everybody, you know. Yeah. Uh, show that with the COVID, show like how much our, our, our health is fragile. If you don't take care of it, you know, it uh, doesn't matter. Sometimes it's not the, the medicine that's going to save you. It's just being yeah. healthy, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe that's it showed us a lot of how important we need to take care of ourselves and our body. Yeah, very cool. We're going to pick back up with that in just a minute. We'll be back, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show... We journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m. So tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
All right, everybody, welcome back. Once again, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, here today with the amazing Gregor Gracie. Once again, thank you for taking the time out. It's a very busy man. Um, recently expanded. He's, he's had a school along the uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park waterfront since 2018. And like everything else, uh, particularly, uh, I said the, the last two things that are going to come back are going to be Broadway and Jiu-Jitsu. Because <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu is the opposite of social distancing, right? We want yeah. to get close to you. We want to be ear-to-ear, preferably chest-to-chest, chest-to-back. So the, the fate of Jiu-Jitsu was like really fragile, right? We, <laughs> yes, were, all like, we were all like, oh shit, what's going to happen? Because the guys that love Jiu-Jitsu do it every day. It's not just the thing you do to work out. It like, for me... I, you know, it took over my life. Like second class, I remember I went to my first class, and, and the, the owner of the school I was at, you know, neighboring businesses, they were opening the school while we were opening our restaurant, and he's like, "You should come in." And I'm like, "Kind of busy right now." He's like, "You should come in." I was like, "All right." So I came in, and I was like, "Wow, that was really cool." And I came to the second class, and I was like, "All right, I gotta adjust my <laughs> schedule. Like, this is it. That's this amazing. is it." So you know, it takes over your life, and, and you kind of feel like you can't live without it. So we were all like, like really concerned about like how long is this going to last yeah. we, we squeezed it out before <laughs> before uh, Broadway <laughs> they opened everything back up uh, just was last week you opened on or this week July July, July 5th. 5th yes you opened up that was that was were you able to open prior to that or was that like the day they said I know with restaurants it was just like no we were able to open uh, I was actually doing construction on, on, the, on this gotcha. new place so yeah. uh, that's why I didn't open a little bit before but uh, we were able to open. But uh, it was good. It was a good time. I was worried for for a while with that as well. I thought we were going to have to become like some underground clubs, you know, those like fight clubs. Yeah. <laughs> a secret club that you knock on the door and the bouncer is, uh, what's the secret code? <laughs> okay, you can come in, do jujitsu. Yep. Uh, I, <laughs> I, went, I went to a few of those. I hosted a few of those myself. Um, yeah, well, we squeezed through. You know, you do what you have to do. Um, so now I want to talk about your expansion and, and what's remarkable to me is that, you know, I mean, unfortunately, besides lives that were lost, many businesses were lost uh, because of the pandemic and, and at a lot of martial arts schools, not just jujitsu, but particularly jujitsu because of the nature of the close contact. I know some schools that focus on striking arts were even able to open as as uh, far back as last September when when you know the state uh allowed gyms to open back up so some of these schools that that didn't require close contact or or partner work necessarily were able to open up in a modified fashion and and do fitness and you know work on on bags doing solo drills and um you know it it was it was not the same for jujitsu and a lot of schools that were predominantly jujitsu or jujitsu only unfortunately have have closed and and you know no sign of them coming back and, and you did the opposite. You <laughs> you expanded, um, which is which is really remarkable. You you know you mentioned earlier that the landlord was very accommodating, and that's that's huge because I think a lot of people. I mean, I know I know some schools, two two in particular that I that I was close to the uh, you know to the owners that the, it was the landlord that was ultimately what nailed the you know drove yeah. the last nail in the coffin, and they were just like you know, fuck you, pay me, or I'm going to sue you. And I know one one place, even the landlord was like, if I even see people going into your building, I'm going to report you. And it's like, yeah. but you want me to pay rent at the same yeah. time. You know, like, how, 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 does, that, how does that work? Yeah, it's impossible for any business to pay rent and not operate. Not you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's possible. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of uh, landlords didn't, didn't cooperate 
with the businesses. Um, you know, it's sad to see so many gyms closed. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe jiu-jitsu is it's really important for everybody. The more gyms there are out there, the better it will be for everybody. It's, you know, some people think, oh, no, I don't want It's good to have just one gym on the area. Uh, no, I don't believe that. I think it's uh, there's plenty of people all over the place. There's a lot of students that want to train. And the more gyms, the, the more people know about jiu-jitsu, and the more people will train jiu-jitsu. So True. It's, uh, it's sad to see all those gyms close down. And it is. And a lot of them were family-owned businesses. You know, they were just like small businesses, like local, you know, bodegas or or small restaurants. Um, and, and there wasn't a lot of support. I know personally, like my restaurant, we got squat. I think we got we got nothing last year. We finally got a little bit of assistance. I mean, a little bit in April of this year. So for the first 13 months, we just squeaked it out on our own, which was crazy. Um, so in, in your expansion, and you don't have to, I'm not necessarily asking for like financial information. You're welcome to share that if you want. Um, I'm thinking more in terms of like strategy. This is a show about entrepreneurship, and, and there's a lot of guys out there who uh, are, are either thinking about this that are like, man, I want to I want to break out into my own business, and I know it's risky, um, or people that um, have a business right now and they want to expand, but they're like, maybe they're gun shy, you know, they don't know what to do, and they're especially over the last year, like, shit, man, there's this opportunity, but like, do I take this now? What? How did? How did you guys go from like a smaller space to a bigger space when everybody else around you is closing down? It's crazy to me. And like a beautiful. I mean, this is like checking into a hotel. I mean, I'll, I'll show the bathroom at some point because it's like mind blowing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I think everywhere there's opportunities. You know, especially on the hard times is yeah. the time. Uh, it's when there, there's more opportunities than uh, the good times. True. We we actually had the gym. It was uh, my previous gym was twelve fifty square feet, mm-hmm. so it was small, yeah. so very small yeah. uh, compared to this one. This one's a little bit over four thousand, uh, and <laughs> we we were open for two and a half years, and uh, school grew a lot along those years. And there was a point that I was already thinking about expansion. I was wanted to mm-hmm. to grow. Uh, that I almost uh, was able to take the store next to mine. It was a coffee shop that left for a while. But when I decided to talk to the landlord, they already had to close a, a deal with another coffee shop. So it didn't work out. But I was already thinking about this. And uh, so COVID came. Everything shut down. A lot of places went out of business. And uh, this opportunity happened. It was To tell you the truth, was if I could get a little bit smaller, I would have you know but again I, I truly believe in uh, jiu-jitsu I believe in my work I believe in uh, uh, what we have to offer and uh, I think it will be a matter of time before the space is packed and yeah we're going to pack this place don't worry if it yeah. was smaller then you couldn't have the lounge with the bearskin rug exactly, on the floor I mean exactly. it's, it's a nice it's a really nice yeah um, so this was something on your radar already you'd already had discussions with the landlord it was a move you wanted to make and and you saw the opportunity, and you were just like, we got to go. Yes, exactly. I think uh, sometimes we overthink uh, things too much. You know, of course, it's important to be conscious on the steps you take. But uh, a lot of times, people see opportunity and they overthink too much, and they don't end up moving forward. And then once they pass, they they regret that for you know for a really long time. I believe that 
we once we see an opportunity, we be, if we believe it and things make sense, we just have to to go forward and you know figure out along the way. Uh, sometimes fix one thing here, fix one thing there. But uh, like I said, I believe if you do a honest and good work, things will uh, work out. Yeah. And um, just gotta go. So it's you know it's one thing to like. I mean you you've you know fought at the highest level in, in MMA, you continue to do so and, and are you going to do any more MMA fights or is that? No, yeah, I do He's going to be a dad so you got to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still continue to compete at the highest level in jiu-jitsu, teaching. Like, at what point did you realize um, that you wanted your own school and, and what was it like when you started to understand the business aspects? I mean, were you interested in business before? Because once you get in, right, once you sign the lease, it's like, yeah. oh, the, the, that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, while I was fighting a professional, uh, professionally, it was very hard for me. I didn't really think about the school. It was, uh, I was fighting MMA. It's, uh, the training is brutal. Yeah. Uh, I was in the gym training all day I, I didn't have energy to focus on any any other thing so um, I didn't want to open th- uh, something and not be present and or not running the way I think it should uh, run so uh, I always put that aside and uh, when I stopped fighting MMA it was something that I never planned but it kind of happened okay so uh, I was I thought about okay maybe it's time for me to start you know expanding uh and my legacy a little bit opening on gyms and and so on so uh and i, I always like to read a lot you know and one of the things i like to read a lot is uh, business books and okay. things like that so uh, i think i like to think that i always had like a, a open mind for these things and uh so i think that helped me with the transition as well to open and and, and start my own business so it was, it was something that kind of happened naturally but it w- was good. It was but there was always like a little side interest. You yes, I always yeah. knew I was going to have my gym. Okay. It was something that I always knew I, I was going to uh, have and teach because this is something I want to do uh, for the rest of my life. You know, I when I have nothing to do, I go to the gym and I like to spend time uh, training on the mats with my friends. The Like on the last year, I, fought, I competed in like uh, four tournaments back to back almost. And uh, it was actually five tournaments in, in four months. So I hadn't competed like this in such a long time. I was training a lot. Uh, and I won the Pan Ams. I won the Worlds. And after that, right away from the Worlds, I went straight to Brazil. It was like late December. And I remember just after the next day, my body's all sore. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God I'm going on vacation. I'm not going to put the gear on for such a long time. I got to Brazil two days after. I'm wearing the gi with my cousin's <laughs> right. training. You know. So it's I can't I can't help it. So I love this. Uh, I love being on the mats and training yeah. and with my friends. So it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I knew I wanted to have a place to to be to teach to have my students. You know, it's it's something very uh, gives a lot of pleasure also to see a guy coming in. Uh, with all sorts of problems, you know, a, a guy that can't look you in the face, and in a couple of months he has a, he completely changes his attitude, and him uh, getting better, feeling better, and, and just seeing that the person grow as a, a person, as an athlete, as you know, a friend, as everything. So it's um, 
it's 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 a very nice business to have, and you know. It's well, I can tell you're passionate about it, and that's I think a really important takeaway. Like if you're gonna jump deep into something, especially that involves a lease, <laughs> you know, uh, you have to be passionate about it because there it, it's gonna knock you around a little bit, and there are times where money's not great, and if that's all you're focused on, those are the people that will just like walk away. You know, they'll just like you said earlier, they'll run from the problems. But when you're passionate about it, when you care about it that much, you're gonna you're gonna go for it. You're gonna you're gonna give it everything you have, and that's that's I think the the people that survive. Yeah. You know, the businesses that survive, it's just like they're, they're pot committed, no matter what. You're not knocking me off this pedestal. Yes, you know? that's true. I, I agree with you. Uh, doesn't matter what happened. I always always have a place here. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm gonna fight the hardest to yeah. always keep this place. And uh, I believe that transitions to the business, you know. When you, you mm-hmm. when you have the passion, it, it, it can grow a lot more. People can see that. Yeah. One thing is just getting, jumping in there just to make a quick buck and get out. Right. Um, I believe the students, the customers, the, whatever kind of business you're on, they, that always translates to that. Yeah, they're going to sniff it out. Yeah. yeah, big time. All right, let's take one more break, and then I want to come back and talk about uh, what, what programs you're going to have here and the offerings for the community, all right? So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All 
All right, everybody, welcome back again. Entrepreneurial Web, Jeremiah Fox here. We're talking with Gregor Gracie at his new academy, or reopened, upgraded academy in uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park here. Um, lots of new things coming down the pipe, right? Uh, your old school, did you offer striking? No, courses? I didn't. Uh, so one no, thing that was really impressive the other day was the, the Muay Thai demonstration. Everybody was like, ooh, ah, ah. So what, what, all, what all are you going to be doing here? We have a... Uh, the old academy we still have only jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. um, we have for adults for kids for all sorts of kids we have divide them by uh, age group so when we don't have like a really young kid with training with an older kid uh, so we have three age groups uh, three to six seven to ten and eleven to fourteen okay and uh, but now we also add a Muay Thai the um, I know the the Muay Thai guys for a really long time they run the program in the city, mm -hmm. and uh, they're incredible guys. I, not only I wanted to add the, the striking to the academy, but I, I believe they fit the, the academy profile. You know, their, uh, the way they are, their character, they're always smiling, they're always friendly with yeah. everybody. Yeah. And it's not like they're, they're, you're going to come in here and they're going to try to beat you up, or you know, they want to <laughs> see the student grow. And this happens in a lot of gyms. People... Uh, the, even the shorters, you know, a lot of times they want to prove themselves, yeah. and they end up uh, trying to prove themselves with the students and things like that, and you know, sh kind of showing off. And uh, it's so th that's one. That's why I was happy to bring them because I believe they they, they fit perfectly with the community, um, and I'm excited to see. Yesterday we had already uh, kids my type class. You know, it's, oh, nice. we had a couple kids. We had three kids. Uh, was the first class the kids loved it so it, it was great to see them so we got adult jujitsu kids jujitsu and broken up into different age groups Ad adult muay thai and kids muay thai exactly nice and uh we're actually looking to add yoga as well yeah good okay, so uh we don't have that on, on the schedule yet we're just uh seeing when it's going to fit better but we're definitely going to like yeah, right after jujitsu right because that's <laughs> when you're the most yeah that would be the most great. limber <laughs> yeah we're going to add a couple of different classes in the mornings also um, we're, we're still studying what's going to be yeah. the best time but we're definitely going to have uh, yoga very shortly nice that's great um, and and I want to ask you too I mean we, you know mentioned earlier you're going to be a father soon um what what role does like the community play in in the what you decide to do here and and the offerings that you have? I mean, you know, there's schools that I've been to schools that are just like competition. That's all they do. I've been to schools that they're only community based and they just it's just a bunch of families and stuff like that. And then some that have like a mix. What how does it how does it play into uh, the way uh, you know what you're going to offer here? Yeah, uh, every class is a little di different. The, the kids class is definitely uh, to help build the, the, the kids' confidence, uh, to, to learn self-defense, which I believe is something very important. And, you know, like uh, I believe uh, now big problem nowadays is a bully. Yeah. Um, and the fact that somebody's getting bu bullied or even the guy, the guy that's bullied, the, the bully, it's a lack of confidence. You know, and so I think the martial arts itself, and especially jujitsu, it helps a lot of that. If I'm confident enough, I don't need to prove myself. It's what we were talking about uh, before with some other martial arts. And this is a uh, some people that they lack the confidence of uh, know they're they're good enough, and I don't have to pick on you. You know, so it's a 
jujitsu helps a lot with that and uh, I already had a couple of things that happened with some uh, fathers that came to me and, and told me some stories mm -hmm. and this is uh, very fulfilling you know when I hear things like that I, I get super happy it's uh, amazing and this is one of the reasons why I do what I do you know so a lot of times people oh you want to make a world champion if one day that happens it's great but uh, just to see uh, a kid getting better improving and uh, uh, having more confidence in himself I think it's more fulfilling than you know just sometimes making a champion or something right. like that just like I won yeah um, and, and it's interesting that it's that same confidence. Like, if it's instilled early enough, that's the kid that's going to go on and be, like, the high flyer at work or run his own business and have no problem when, like, the crazy shit comes down or, like, the next CEO or president or whoever, whatever. Like, it all it all falls back on that confidence, right? Like, we were talking about earlier, just, like, trying to deal with all the stuff that you have to deal with when you when you sign the lease and, and your, your your name is on the paper like it gets rough right yeah i think um the world is uh it's a lot of competition you know and this is something that yeah. we learn how to deal with uh, um early aging in jiu-jitsu we're competing with each other we're trying to uh uh we're not only competing with each other, but we're making each other better. Right. So it's not like uh, it's his, your, somebody wants rival, but you understand that uh, if you one day you get taken down or you lose one match, not the end of the world. You're gonna uh, get back on your feet and you're gonna keep uh, uh, training. And uh, you, I think you learn a lot to deal with uh, uh, defeat and uh, win. And even if you right. win, it's not. You're not on top of the world, and once you lose, you're not on the bottom of it. You know, so that's one great thing about jiu-jitsu. We learn that uh, really young. Yeah, and it's it is a reflection of life, as you mentioned earlier, because like you come in one day and you're feeling good, and you get this guy, and you get you you you, you tap him out. You know, you're like, yeah, all right, I got it. The next day, he could flip it on you real quick, right? And all of a sudden, you're like, man, I I thought I was there, and and it's uh, it, it just reminds you. It's like the the massive humility, you know, always reminds you uh, that that you've always got work to do, right? You yeah. can always get better. Um, and and you you know you said it like you're, we're helping each other, you know, as we're doing this. Like the rising tide lifts all boats. So uh, yesterday morning in Midtown. Um, I, I, I rolled with this guy it was the last match of the class and he was a blue belt and right afterwards he got his purple belt so I got his last yeah, his last amazing. role as a blue belt and nobody knew he was getting promoted you know it wasn't a belt ceremony or anything Mike just like yanked it out and that's like it was a really special feeling like I felt like a part of that came to me too because I was going to compliment him. He was, like, putting everything together so well. I was like, man, he's, like, listening, and he's really doing it. And I was getting ready to say that, and Mike was like, all right, everybody, come here, listen up. And Mike said the same exact thing. And it, like, it made me feel like I was in the right place by being a part of that. And I think that's one of the things, like, tying back in the idea of community in, into jiu-jitsu. Like, when you're at a school that has that feeling, like, everybody walks out feeling better like yeah you have some bad days you, you walk up the yeah. you feel a little beaten but like i think in general across the board it really elevates the the morale of everybody in the room oh yeah for sure yeah. uh like Hanzo says you know one day we're the hammer the next day we're the nail <laughs> and uh we move on but uh, i'm still waiting to be the hammer after just like my <laughs> nah, head my head, is, rolling. <laughs> my head is a little flat on yeah. stuff these days <laughs> but it's great you know uh 
Jesus teaches a lot of uh, uh, humility to be humble. Sometimes you walk in the mat, you see somebody, you say, "Oh, this guy is nothing," and then you roll him, and <laughs> he was just he being nice. He changes your mind. It's uh, <laughs> but so that's great. Not to judge people by the look or you know something like that. We learned how to uh, treat everyone with respect, and uh, it's just it's a great community to be around, and everybody's so caring from each other, and it bonds us with uh, people yeah. more than anything else that uh, I ever experienced. You know, it's uh, something that you have to have a lot of trust on your training partner as you're training with them. If we're training, you get me on an arm lock. I, I I trust you completely that if I tap, you're going to let go and not hurt me, you know. So we have these things that uh, uh, help to create such a strong bond. That's uh, it's hard to describe if you never train. Yeah, it's really. No, that, that's that you nailed it with like that commitment and trust. You like you're you're loaning your body to somebody, yeah. and when you have a room full of people that develop that, and everybody has that trust and that that knowledge that we're gonna take care of each other. This is it looks brutal, um, but it's really it's really gentlemanly and nice. Um, it 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 just changes the outcome. I think of the, of the entire community. It just like spills over into everything else, and like especially you start getting like the other business owners training, and then they start treating their customers the same way, and they're like. It's it's amazing to watch it uh, spread like good bacteria. Yes, you know, yes. not like the bad one. Not like the bad one. Um, one last question before we take another break. Um, how does uh, like you guys have a very active, uh, especially Instagram account? I haven't really looked anywhere else, but like you are, you guys do a really great job on social media. Uh, how important has the marketing been for like getting people? You did a really great job of building the awareness prior to opening up do you guys use an outsourced company or you guys do it all yourself no we've been doing all ourselves um i have a partner it's uh rodrigo Mm -hmm. he used to work a little bit of this back in brazil okay so uh he's been doing everything he's amazing at that it's really fantastic yeah Yeah, yeah, i was like uh, this is professional yeah if it was for me we would be in trouble (laughs) because uh, on that part of the business i'm terrible (laughs) be like two pictures like sideways Cool. All right, we're going to take one more quick break and come back for the last segment. We'll be right back, everybody. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Before we hop back into the show, I just wanted to share with all of you the view here from Brooklyn Bridge Park. This is directly from the front door of Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Stunning view of New York Harbor. There's still some scaffolding covering the front. That's going to be gone soon. Once you enter these doors, it's a whole new world. It's one of the most stunning, most amazing Jiu-Jitsu academies you're going to find in New York City. From inside here, this is from the mat looking out. So as you're getting strangled... You're, you're at least getting a good view. Um, and again, once that scaffolding comes down, uh, you, more, more stunning views. The facility is about 5,000 square feet, and the majority of that is mat space. You can see here, these are some scenes from uh, his grand reopening just the other day. Uh, it was a slice of jujitsu history. Um, you know, you can see on, on the wall here, uh, the pictures above, uh, some of the patriarchs. And these are, are some of their children and grandchildren that are having their picture taken. So it was really amazing to be a part of this and get the chance to interview Gregor again here. You can see patriarchs, uh, Carlos Sr. and Helio, along with Hall's, Hall's uh, son, Hollis, pictured here. And Gregor is his half-brother. Um, more footage from the grand reopening and packed, packed class. Really amazing uh, to be surrounded by so many um, Gracies, so many black belts, so many people from their community. They've really developed something great. Again, another picture here of just the lineage where Gregor is coming from, including Carlos Jr. and Henzo Gracie. And as promised, a picture, a video of this amazing bathroom. All right, we're going to get back to the show. Enjoy the rest. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to wrap this up. Last set. Let's make it our best. Um, I'm curious about just like your thoughts and opinions on uh, jujitsu going forward. I mean, you're part of a this like crazy legacy that like started it all off. And I've you know I've studied like the generations and and you know you and a number of others are are you know kind of like the the front runners now of this like most recent generation of jujitsu and uh, being in the Gracie family. What are, what do you think? Where do you think it's going? I mean, it, now there's obvious like people are a little freaked out about it tournaments have had to be altered and everything do you think it's all just going to open back up do you think it's going to be stronger do you think we're going to have to get a little like a little crazy and fight clubbish <laughs> no I believe it's going to get stronger uh, I think jiu-jitsu is definitely going to keep growing a lot uh, if you look at five years ten years ago and how much you've grown since then yeah. it's unbelievable uh, people are starting to un- know a lot more about jiu-jitsu uh, jiu-jitsu has been growing everywhere in the world it's not only here yeah. uh, so it's like we talked about uh, previously it's amazing the sport it's a great exercise uh, for your for your mind for your you know for your physical health for everything it's 
it's an incredible uh, sport and uh, so I think it's only going to grow as people start to understand more uh, we still don't know a lot of people don't know about jiu-jitsu sometimes I, I have some uh, parents stopping by here and it's like oh what is this you guys do karate I know and everybody says that you, about, you do karate uh, right <laughs> jiu-jitsu but once I, people should really start to understand the benefits I think it's only going to grow a lot more and more and more and keep growing uh, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future but it's definitely going to uh, be a lot bigger than what it is right now. And do you have hopes for opening other schools? You, you have a, a school also in like near Bayside or something yes, like that. Yes, I do have one in Oceanside. Oceanside. Yes. Okay. It's a it's a friend of mine. He used to be my old student, and he moved there. He has like an MMA gym. Okay. And uh, so he invited me to start the jujitsu program inside his gym. Gotcha. So it's not like uh, my own yeah. gym, but I have a jujitsu program inside his gym. Uh, I brought one of my friends from Brazil to he's a good friend of mine he's an amazing black belt so he's he's there full time teaching uh, so I have that and this well yes I, I plan to have more gyms in the future I want to keep growing I want to keep spreading this you know and uh, uh, just let's see what what it takes us yeah um, and then you know you you're uh, if I understand it correctly, you're, you're like running the competition team at Henzo's? Yes, I am. I run the competition team there. And um, that's also been growing a lot, yeah. you know, as we talked about uh, uh, how, how uh, uh, sometimes bad things can happen and good things can come, come out, out of it. That was one of them, the competition team. Before we had... 15 people the most and we used to go to a tournament uh, five guys who go to compete yeah uh, I think a lot of people were aware of uh, their health now and they want to improve and they want to be a little bit more uh, they want to be healthier uh, period so a lot of people started training more harder and uh, uh, last tournament we took uh, 65 guys to uh, to Miami Miami to, yeah, right to yeah. compete so I mean it's incredible. Before we used to have five guys going to Boston. Now we have sixty-five flying down to Florida. So it's uh, it shows how much you grow, and it's 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 been incredible. It's just I hope it keeps growing, keeps getting better, and and the team you got the team as a team you all took second, right? Yes, we did take second, um, and it's incredible, you know, to have a single gym. Because uh, there's a lot of gyms that combine all the athletes. Yeah. So uh, the actually the team that took first, Grace Barra, they it's a huge franchise. They have schools all over, and they have more than double the, the athletes than we have. So we had like 65. They had 130, and even though it was very close on points wise. Nice. So uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it shows us that we're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, points for points for athlete we had the most by far in the whole tournament so that was incredible very cool very cool uh before we wrap up here i just want you to let everybody know like information about uh the school the address phone number whatever you want to say however you want people to get in contact yes uh we are in uh, 135 bridge park drive it's uh, on the waterfront here in brooklyn be- between the the volleyball court and the soccer field it's uh we can check us on the uh, instagram also gregor gracie jiu-jitsu uh and that's it come check us out you know come try a free class i'm guaranteed you're gonna like it it's gonna change your life so you guys are doing free trials yes we do free trials uh you you can 
you can call ahead, send us a, a message on Instagram, an email. It's uh, info at gregorgracie.com. And show up. Come train. And it's right, if you're, if you're on the BQE, it's right off the Atlantic Avenue exit. Just go towards the water, literally. Exactly. Right there. Or you can get off at Burrow Hall from uh, train stations. Pretty much every train station stops right, there. Right, A little so. bit of a walk, but it's a good warm-up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Speaking of warm-up, we're about to train. We're about to get this popping. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank I you. I really appreciate it. Now I'm going to go get my ass kicked a little bit. We've got to turn the camera off. I don't want you guys to see that. So you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Peace out. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.